everyone. Welcome to Murray Musings, our podcast on the one and only Andy Murray. And it's me, uh, Rashmi, Scott and Peter. And today we're joined by a very special guest. It's Zainab. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Hi, Zainab. How are you? Hey, Zainab. I'm good, thank you. How are you? We're all good. We're all good. Well, well, excited um, about this episode. Apart from Peter, Peter's only just woke up, so he's not doing that well. <laughs> he beat me to it. He it's beat a little me to early it. in the state. So yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> it's early here too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could finally join. I know that like the times for Canada and America with work and stuff haven't quite worked out, but finally got there. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here. We're happy. Yeah, to yeah. Have you. I'm excited about this Absolutely. episode. So mine. Thank you. So mine. What's the plan for this episode then? What's the plan? Where, uh, shall we shall we find out a little bit about uh, a little bit about Zainab? So Zainab, where did you first meet Andy? Because you had you've had you've, you and Andy go way back, right? Yeah, I, know. I love how you say we go way back. <laughs> um, so actually, probably the first not meeting, but how we got to kind of interact with him was when I used to moderate on his his and Jamie's official forums, um, and they used to it was epic back in those days these guys obviously they don't have the all the crazy press coverage and millions of fans and stuff so they used to come on their forum they used to chat with us so andy came on the Mm. forum when he had just broken into the top 10 because i can't remember if it was tommy haas or something he lost and therefore andy became uh i got into the top 10 so he came on the forum to basically celebrate with us. And then the new story is created a story based on his post, which obviously you got to do. So it was really cool because um, we got interactions with him. We got, um, we got some really cool prizes from him and stuff like that. It was a small community back then. And then I got my first proper taste of tennis. Through that, we got given some Davis Cup tickets Um for the Birmingham tie, I think against Netherlands. So I went to watch on the Friday and yeah, I actually got to meet Andy as well. So that was really cool. A really bad selfie, which he had to take. Luckily he, he took the selfie because he's a bit taller <laughs> than me. Um, so yeah, that was like pretty much the start of my adventures. And then it was just really nice because I love like re- helping raise money for charity and stuff like that. Um, so when I could, I'd kind of offer up my uh, offer up my help and stuff like that. And luckily, that's something which continued even when I came to Canada as well, but a bit less. Um, but Andy's always kind of helped with the charity and stuff, um, which led to one of the most epic that's meetings so nice. ever as well. Um, yeah, at the NTC with the moderators and yeah there was a lot of um, banter and me making a fool of myself <laughs> well, Zainab, Zainab to go back to your first meeting uh, about your when you say you got a bad selfie you're in uh, you're, you're in good company when it comes to bad selfies because I mean Peter and, and Rashby have both had selfies with them as well <laughs> well a little bit wrong they've, though, you're they've in, been you're in, pretty bad at the start yeah, so, yeah. yeah. you're in you're in yeah. you're, I pretty you're much in meet his I had two elbow. blurry selfies with him yeah. <laughs> I, I mean his armpit, which is basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to be. That's a good place to be. That's fine. That's fine. Oh my 
jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I could pretty much go on forever about some of the meetings, but yeah, I mean, I've had some epic ones. If you guys want to hear about like the stupidest ones, that's always there too. Of course we would. Oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, that's definitely. why we have you. Here. <laughs> um, so, what's the most stupid one? And so, um, probably this was way, way back. Um, I can't remember what. Like it was probably ten years ago, or something. So basically, I've grown up with him. Like he's like two years younger than me. I've just grown up with him and stuff oh. like that. Um, so, so I've kind of like my whole of my youthhood was spent following him while I was at like finishing school, uni, etc. So this was probably when I was at uni and um, we had basically raised a whole bunch of money for Make-A-Wish Foundation because Andy, Kav and Judy and Jamie gave like items to uh, to raffle off at the Davis Cup in Wimbledon, which was Tim Henman's last, last um, Davis Cup tie. Um, so initially I wasn't able to go. They basically invited us down to the NTC National Tennis Centre to... Um, to come and basically just chill. There's no guarantee of seeing Andy or anything like that, but it was just going to be fun. And we basically hand over the check to Judy or whoever was there. Um, and initially I was unable to come because it was going to clash with Eid. And that's obviously time with family. Then it turns out it wasn't. And then I basically was like, can I, can I come? Like, like the day or two before. And they're like, yeah, sure. So, so came and we got to watch Andy <laughs> practice. Um, his grandma was there too. Jamie came down and stuff like that. And oh my God. So if you're talking about hat here. So Andy was wearing a beanie or a toque, whichever you're doing. And when he took it off, he had the wildest hair. <laughs> the absolute wildest hair. And his eyes was looking manic at that point. <laughs> but... The worst part, which is afterwards, I was like, darn, this is what he's going to remember me by and stuff. So Ian Hughes, who was a youth um, a youth manager or coach or something, he was sat on the table near us um, with Marcus Willis. And somehow our chat about football just spread over the two tables. Now, I'm an Arsenal supporter. They were West Ham supporters, I think. And Arsenal had just won 6-1 the previous day. And they were taking the mick out of Arsenal. And so initially when they did that, um, I asked them to shut up. And then they kept at it and they get, kept really annoying me about it. And Andy was sitting opposite me. And I kind of stood up and told them, shut up. That's amazing. <laughs> And then I looked around and I saw like everyone staring at me. So I put my head in my hands, much to my regret, because I found out later that apparently Andy had laughed so much that he almost spat out his food. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. That is epic. That is epic. Um, yeah, so. That is crazy. And then I was like, do you think he remembers me? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll definitely remember you from that. I think you have hundred percent. He definitely would have remembered you <laughs> from amazing. that. Yeah, I know. So I'll talk about um, interesting first impressions. That is crazy. That that would be. No, it wasn't first impression, <laughs> but. That would be one of them. Hey, at least that and explain. At least you amused. At least you amused him. At least you amused him. That's always. I think that's always. That's always the way to get. You know, to get to his heart, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. I think. I think also one of the coolest things I did 
Um, so I don't know if you guys remember way, way back um, when we were, we made up these really weird words like Murray-tastic and Murray-cole and things like that. And one of the <laughs> things was have a break, have a Kit Kat for when we wanted a break of surf. So we'd be like, come on, Andy, Kit Kat, come on. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so at my first... <laughs> first meeting we'd, and I'd, I'd shout this out in the crowd right I mean it's not something which I'm just doing I'd shout this out in the crowd I had to explain to a few people about what the heck I was talking about um, but I remember giving um, Kim um, Kim Sears and Judy some Kit Kats and explaining to them it was the end of the day or something and, uh, and they all happened to be there I was like oh cool this is nice um, so basically I gave it to them and explained to them I told them to give it to the boys and stuff and then the next day I wasn't there but I, people sent pictures and basically Andy was there on the sidelines with Kit Kat opened up <laughs> with the Kit Kat which I gave him <laughs> you pointed so like that's cool. nice that's nice I love it that's so that cool. I circled it and everything. Amazing, amazing. If you actually look on my Facebook, actually I'll send it so to you guys, cool. but yeah, it's, it's, I've got that picture of it. <laughs> if, if Zainab sends us that photo, we'll, we'll, we'll oh, tweet it out amazing. on the Murray Musings Twitter account. And we'll, we'll tweet it out with, uh, with this episode. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> By this point, you're basically like family for the Murray. <laughs> oh, man. Of course, of course. That's it's great. Like, hey, hi, Zainab. Love that, love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah, I mean, like, the, the most amazing, but actually, oh man, I should shut up. <laughs> the most amazing, <laughs> the most no, amazing no, no, no. probably my no, no. favorite experience ever before, obviously speaking to them on Twitch, was, have you guys ever dreamed of playing with Andy? Oh yeah, well, playing I mean, tennis with Andy. Yes, consistently, uh, pr- pretty much every night. To be honest, for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been lucky to have a masterclass with Jamie and a masterclass with Judy. Who's missing? Andy. <laughs> so Andy. The year oh, no. after he won Wimbledon, two thousand and thirteen. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but I was supposed to be working that day, but. I, I managed to figure the things out, and um, they, Adidas had a hit a winner with Andy thing um, in London. Yeah, I remember and, that. I mean, I, I could that. not miss out on this, right? I could not miss out on this. And I made my way down with a couple of other people, and I was lucky enough to basically face a shot of Andy's. And Andy was obviously so scared that he faulted the first serve. <laughs> and then of course (laughs) and then of course the mean guy that he is hits a serve to my backhand and it was one of those really spinny serves which bounced up really high and I didn't get aced I just skied the ball so I can say I faced a serve of Andy's and I didn't get aced you got a racket on it you got a racket on it yeah exactly and then we got a picture, a group picture with him in, <laughs> with the trophy as well. Jeez. That's really That cool. is insane. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is I had been on the hill while when Andy had won Wimbledon. Because oh. I had this feeling that Andy was going to win that year. So we all remember the tears of um, when he lost against Federer. <clears throat> I was actually in Toronto for my cousin's wedding. And I was up really early. 
Peter can, can <laughs> probably <laughs> recognize this. Peter knows what I was up like. really early to watch that final in tears with Andy when he think. And I was like, the thing is, on those days, I used to work every Sunday. So if I wanted a Sunday off, I would have to take that off in advance. And I just knew that he'd win the next year. I just knew it. So I took that Sunday off. And by some miracle, I managed a ticket. Someone gave me a last-minute court one ticket, and I managed to get on the hill. That's insane. And, and then if you think that the team doesn't recognize the fans, you're wrong. So Matt Little, okay, the trainer of Andy's, fitness trainer, at the end, he came up to me like after and in the media center, and he was like, this is for you guys. This win is for you guys. Oh, I've never heard that story. That's insane. So, like, the team actually came out and said that to you. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, Matt Little came out and said that, yeah. That's insane. That's nuts. I didn't realize so, that they were so, like, uh, they were like that behind the scenes. That's crazy. That's... Yeah. <laughs> so, how many times? Like, so you must have met him, like, that's at least, like, five or six times, right? I would say more. More than <laughs> Zainab's like, please God, don't. I am jealous. Because <laughs> remember, like, the amount of prizes which I got for the raffles, right? Yeah, yeah, Each yeah. Each time a lot of those were kind of personally right. taken. I was lucky. I've got to admit, I took advantage of the fact that I lived in London. Oh, well, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah, completely yeah. tried to take advantage of that. Um, Queen's... I mean, qualifiers are free. Yeah, free to go. And to you get to watch them practice. Yeah. Wimbledon, I mean, it's harder, but you still somehow kind of yeah, manage you know, the it. Thing you about, make it the thing about that is, um, I, I was in London. Uh, I studied in uni there, and all the years I was in London, Andy wasn't playing. Like, he was out. 2017, <laughs> no. I reached London, and he just stopped playing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Rashmi, no. You know why, Rashmi? He he was so upset that I was leaving London that he's like, I can't play in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's what oh, it was. It actually coincided a lot. It coincided a lot. So when Andy like started getting injured and surgeries and all that, I had actually I was leaving. Yeah. So it's like it actually kind of helped me a bit yeah. because obviously the withdrawal <laughs> symptoms and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, Rashmi. <laughs> no, it's okay. I met him. Uh, he came. Uh, I met. He came to the documentary premiere, and I met him there. So that was. But I've never seen him play, la- play live yet. So. Um, that and oh, I'm, no. it's gonna happen okay. to Hopefully. <laughs> you will get your too. chance. You will get your chance. Just go to Queens and like go to the qualies and try and watch him practice. Um, and then basically just come every day like I had to do that day and try and wait for him to play his doubles match. Make it happen, make it happen. <laughs> Seriously, I had to literally make it happen. It was ridiculous. Oh, it was so ridiculous. We are going to recap, uh, we're going to try and recap the 2020 season quickly. Um, so first thing was uh-huh. Andy didn't play the Australian Open that year, if you guys remember. Um, so he didn't play. He no, withdrew yeah. from ATP Cup as well. He had a pelvic injury, and I was worried about that. What did you guys think about the, the pelvic injury that he had at the beginning of last year? Uh, so I, I, I felt, I felt okay about it. I, like I was pretty much okay with him not playing, like at the start of twenty twenty, because by that point I was pretty convinced that he was coming back. 
and after like the tra- the the trauma of twenty nineteen when he announced his you know well pretty much retirement, like I was just glad that he was back playing in some way and knowing he was gonna come back. So like I I felt okay about it. Obviously an injury, it's not great, but like personally I was okay with it. I don't know I don't know if Zainab and and Peter would agree, but I I mean I felt okay about it. I don't know I don't know if you I don't know if you guys did, but yeah I felt all right with it. Yeah. I was optimistic. I mean, he had just won Antwerp, and I mean, even though he pulled out of a few matches um, afterwards, it seemed like he'd still be okay mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. For sure. Yeah, same here. Um, at that point, I was like, maybe it's just that he's been using it quite a bit, and we also heard that you can uh, kind of that's common with the metal hip and everything. So I wasn't yep. too worried about that yet. I didn't think they would need a need another surgery or anything like that and i was kind of glad that he got more time to kind of rest and recuperate and things like that um so yeah i was still very optimistic at that point as well yeah so basically after those that month a big thing happened coronavirus happened (laughs) and andy was like yeah never heard about that what's that what happened (laughs) yeah um so andy it was just a bad timing andy was finally ready to play and he couldn't he was ready to play indian wells i think and didn't get to because it got cancelled um Mm. and then after the covid happened there was a lockdown in london and he did a series of instagram lives did you guys watch them oh yes yeah, yeah. Yes. all of them. They so, were epic. They were fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The the first one was with Novak uh, in April. Um, did okay. you guys watch that one? What did you think of Andy and Novak? I'm sure Zainab will have an opinion on this, having seen uh, Andy play Novak a lot. I mean, the thing is, like Andy and Novak are friends. I know we may be up and down about Novak. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, Peter. <laughs> Peter Kofko. We'll get to that, we'll get to that. No. However, we'll to we that. do know that obviously he's got something in there because him and Andy are good friends. Um, mm-hmm. So it's similar with like someone like Rafa as well. It's it's really nice to see that rapport there. And you can see the mutual respect they have for each other. And you can just see they're comfortable around each other. Yeah, yeah. And that makes for really good viewing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was leading me on to my next thing. The the uh, the Instagram live with Rafa as well. Um, uh, Roger was there in the comments. Uh, Wawrinka was there in the comments. Uh, it was like all of the big players were coming together on Instagram live. It was crazy. It's like a WhatsApp yeah, group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Andy? Did Andy not make fun of like Rafa in the comment section? Yeah. Like, he, he, he posted a story saying Andy's like <laughs> facetiming my gram. Oh no, sorry. Rafa is like facetiming my gram. Because um, <laughs> um, the yeah. camera was pointing at the ceiling. Yeah. That leads on to the Roger and Rafa one, which was ridiculous. Oh yeah, that yeah, one. Roger they can't, they could not figure it out for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, w- one thing I will say, obviously, obviously, Corona this year is you know has been horrendous, and like tennis has been cancelled and stuff. But it has been really good to like see kind of. Like, we haven't really had that in the past few years with, like, any of them, really. Like, any kind of, like, chat like that. Especially Andy. He's not really done many Instagram lives at all before this year that I remember. So, yeah, I mean, it was just, like... It was just really quite 
quite nice to just kind of get that kind of insight into how they were like and i'm pretty sure andy did most of his instagram live from his bed yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious to just see him lounging there on his bed it's like, so funny if his kids would just come in and just like <laughs> wandered in yeah oh, no, 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 no. hi dad and he's just there chatting oh, and kim like coming in the background saying hey come on kids yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah no it's it's given us it's given us quite nice insight hasn't it <laughs> do you guys remember when andy and novak made fun of stan's shorts uh roland garros shorts dish, yeah. dish towel shorts oh my god well they, they look a bit like swim shorts don't they, they look a bit like swim shorts i so just like, thought it was it's... like wrapping around a dish towel on your on your waist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they they bring him good luck though because like he he won the french open wearing them didn't he so like uh, i don't know we could all make fun of them but like it they worked. worked for him yeah, clearly exactly. worked for him. <laughs> um the next thing that happened that year which andy ended up winning was the madrid video game masters and peter says he counts it as a title and i kind of agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I would agree. It's a title for him. I, 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 I would agree too. Like you've got, you've got Andy's two Wimbledon titles. You've got his, you know, his U.S. Open title. You've got his Olympic medal, and you have that, Madrid, you know, right. video game title. So yeah, absolutely. It was promoted <laughs> by the tournament, therefore it's legit. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Zainab, there. did you, did exactly. you watch absolutely. that? <laughs> I didn't have a chance. Uh, I was going to ask so you what you thought about it. It's so hard in in Canada to watch stuff it's so hard to like sometimes be able to watch stuff like yeah yeah on time it. and things <laughs> like that and then you, evidently i think i caught some of the commentary but like it was really hard to kind of catch the full thing after if you don't watch it live yeah for sure yeah yeah no, I, I i remember i remember i watched i i i really tuned in for like because i always heard like people were tweeting about it all the time and i remember like they were <laughs> Like, there were so many tweets about, like, the technical issues. There were so many technical issues about, like, the stream, like, kept on going down. Or, like, Andy was complaining about how the controls were terrible. Like, and the controls weren't working for him. It was... I tuned in for that. I, no, I, I actually, like chaos, actually. So, like, well, Andy wasn't were, complaining yeah. much. Andy wasn't complaining much. It was... It, he was... Yeah. He was he was complaining. He was complaining about other people complaining. So like it was Rafa who complained. He was like, "My control isn't working. <laughs> oh yes, my oh, control is. No. <laughs> that's why I'm losing." Yes, and then Andy the and Andy so won the match. Rafa, and then was like, so in, in the interview after, he was like, "Rafa is just making excuses. Zverev is making excuses. I'm just the best." Every single so. <laughs> player made an excuse because they lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember watching parts. As of always, it. Andy got really competitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always competitive. Yeah. And he was like commentating his Absolutely. own matches, like, "Oh my god, why did I put the backhand there? Oh my gosh, why did I do that?" Like, it was so best. fun to watch. It was so fun. That's the best part of it. I love his commentary. What do you think of having more things like this in tennis in the future, like uh, more vir virtual games? Because we've had a conversation on Twitter like recently that. There's not much of this in tennis. Uh, there's more of this in football, Formula One, like these kind of virtual games where you get to see other sides of the players. I think it would be really good. I mean, Gail has a huge following on Twitch. Um, Diego yeah. uh, does a lot of FIFA. Um, I know Taylor Fritz has started uh, his Twitch um, streaming um, just a bit lately. Um, so I really wouldn't mind uh, all of the others joining in. And I mean, uh, I believe uh, Rafa and uh, Andy used to play <laughs> quite did, a bit yeah. when they were younger at the academy, right? 
Um, so. And so many others uh, used to play with Andy as well. And so, of course, he got competitive um, on that. So I would love to see more of that in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd agree with Peter, really. Like, I think it's also one of those things where it's like we're always kind of looking for ways to get new people to tune in to tennis, like, and to, like, uh, get, get, like, young people really interested in tennis. And I think, you know, the more technology that we have available to us, you know, the more video games that we have available to us, the more kind of, like, tennis games that we have available, like, why not? Like, if it gets new people watching it, like, on a live stream or on Twitch or on the internet, like, absolutely, like, why not? If the players want to go for it, the players have fun with it, mm -hmm. then I think, yeah, I think the fans would enjoy it too, uh, wouldn't they? The, so, prob yeah, the problem we're going to have is once tennis properly restarts, um, yeah. at the moment oh, yeah. at the moment um it's fine because there's not much tennis going on but after that it's back to normality or relative normality eventually and i'm not sure how much they'll do they'll have to make time out for it yeah. so the question is it's brilliant just now because we need it we need that and the players need that as well but what happens once they get yep. back to tennis I think that this may be a dream which may not always be continued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where like you have to kind of rely on them to, uh, to to do it in their free time. Obviously, there's a lot more free time at the moment for them to do so. But as yeah, as Zainab was saying, like it's sorry, you know, I hate to when, put when... like a dampener to this. But... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a valid point. It's a valid point. Like it needs, you know, it needs commitment to work, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, if 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 the players don't really have enough time or don't fancy it, then you know, uh, I mean, it's still it's still nice as as Peter was saying about you know Gail having a big yeah. following. It's nice it's nice to see like the individual players playing it, but getting more than one player together at a time to do it could prove difficult. Could prove yeah. Hard, another. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We'll yeah, see where yeah. it goes. Another thing that happened around that time was the discussion that Federer started about the ATP WTA merger. Um, so Federer put a tweet out saying um, he wanted to see both tours come together. And shortly after that, Andy and Billie Jean King went on C CNN and did an interview and were, were asked about it. Um, did you guys watch this or mm -hmm. did you hear about this? Yeah, that was really good. Um, uh, Andy had said this is something that Billie Jean has been wanting to happen for 40 to 50 years. She's the one that really had the vision for all of this, so we need to yeah. remember that. Um, I think it's great if uh, more of the male players are seeing it as a positive step for the sport. Um, so it was good. Um, it was really good, as Andy is, as we all know, a champion for women's sports in general, um, that he was pushing. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. What frustrates me is how people, people like use Andy speaking about like the women's um sticking out for women's rights and stuff and they're like he's just playing up to it now they're just like are you serious it's like <laughs> do you actually listen to yourselves when you're saying this exactly because he's doomed if he does and he's doomed if he doesn't right how can someone sticking up for people's rights be a negative thing exactly exactly yeah yeah i i i i I would agree with that, and also what what I really liked about it as well, uh, his, his chat with Billie Jean was that a you know he he was obviously very kind of supportive of the idea and he thought that it would be good, but if I recall rightly, he wasn't like like all in for it. He was like, this will take work, you know, this would take work to make it work. Uh, you know, we also don't want the women to get overshadowed if this happened. The women would need equal spotlight and stuff like that. 
and it's because it, I think I think the instant thing when you know obviously when Roger Federer suggests something is for a lot of people to jump in and say that's a great idea without thinking about it. But you could tell yep. you could tell that Andy went on to have his chat with Billie Jean, and he thought about it. You know, he thought about it. He knew that there would be difficulties. He knew that you know it wouldn't just be an easy kind of thing to mm-hmm. just do in like a, a snap of your fingers, and that it would it would definitely take a bit more a bit more thought to make it work. And I think that's kind of what I appreciate about Andy. He doesn't just come on and, you know, and yeah, Zainab's right. He gets a lot of criticism just for going on and, you know, saying words that like, you know, trying to get brownie points from people, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't. Andy gives some thought to these kind of things. And like, he he knows that there's going to be difficulties with with, with merging the tours together if that does happen. Um, And he's not, you know, he's not naive to think it'll just be an easy kind of thing to do. So I really appreciated that. I thought I thought it was a really kind of insightful chat. It was quite a short one, wasn't it? It was only like 10 minutes or something. But yeah, um, I wanted to I had a question for Zainab. Um, So in the interview, Billie Jean and Andy both agreed that more women in tennis like tournaments should be put in higher positions. So you've worked in a lot of like tennis organizations. Do you see like prevalently that there are more men in higher positions and uh, that women should be put on that pedestal, put on these like CEO uh, positions. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if you see someone like Judy, Judy should have like the most prominent position in my opinion in British tennis. Why the heck is she not the head of it, right? Look at, look at what they can bring into it. Women have different qualities to men. And they kind of, yes, they sometimes use their emotions a bit more because that's what we are. However, we can think three things through and you can kind of see that in Andy. He thinks things through. He doesn't just jump in rashly. And he's got a lot of women surrounding him, right? And that's the influence you can have. I think you do need a balance. You can't just have guys at the top. You do need that balance because women bring a whole new dimension to things exactly yeah yeah you're right um yeah and who said more emotions were bad uh judy is a whole lot more um tenacious and she's so incredibly passionate about bringing women's uh coaches uh up to the fore and making sure that uh so many people um in scotland and uh elsewhere um are growing the game a whole lot more from the grassroots level yeah um i mean it's it's one of the things where i think like uh like zainab's right like judy should judy is definitely has a has the talent has ability to like you know be at the very very you know top and in charge of things um but it's like it it seems like it seems like judy like she she wants to help from grassroots level doesn't she she wants to really get down and like help like out on the courts and stuff like that and you know like be be coaching the young kids get them playing tennis that is obviously what she's really passionate about but like it goes to show it's like yeah there's so many transferable skills that judy has that you know can we clone her can we clone her we should yeah yeah we should (laughs) spoke her one at the top of the game one in the grassroots level one as coaching Mm-hmm. on normal tour we could do yeah, with that we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll clone her we'll clone her that <laughs> could work head of the WTA yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like that get a Judy Murray for every <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's me <laughs> she's she's like growing a whole team of coaches to the game right or female coaches and I think that maybe hopefully we will see we'll see the the rewards of that in the future yeah 
I think we will. Yeah. So. Um, another thing yeah. about that uh, interview that I wanted to point out that mm. was interesting was that Andy said that he had conversations with like uh, fellow ATP players. And he asked them, would you rather have higher prize money or would you uh, rather have lower prize money and it be equal with women? Uh, and they said they'd rather have less money so that they're not on equal footing with the WTA players, which I thought was incredible. Like, it, I don't know, incredulous, to be honest. Why would uh, ATP players want less money just so they could be um, like higher up than the women? They don't want to be on equal footing with them. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yep. It's just downright misogyny. <laughs> um, and he said uh, that equal representation, it's a huge selling point to attracting uh, the revenue streams and growing the game. Um, so uh, he said that uh, these are things that we should be celebrating in the sport, how uh, the WTA is one of the most highly paid uh, female sports. Um and that there's so much infighting that goes on, um, and that uh, he said, I don't think that sh that should be the case. There's obviously some issues potentially with a merger uh, as well, but it's definitely a step in the right direction of the mm -hmm. conversation. Um, and Billie Jean had also mentioned, when top male players bring it up, people mm -hmm. listen, and we're much stronger if we're together. Um, and so for some reason... Uh, I mean, it's just pure misogyny on uh, the part of the players that are like, oh, no, I'm going to get uh, less prize money uh, so the women aren't equal. I mean, yeah. it's just point blank misogyny, and I don't get it. Okay, we're going to move on to a more happier, I don't know, happier, more controversial topic, I guess. So <laughs> um, Andy did Andy did another Instagram Live. <laughs> Let's do that. Instagram Live with... Nick Kyrgios, uh, which was kind of iconic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did that. In and he felt like he had to, he had to, um, he had to, I don't know what to say. He had to like babysit like Nick. Yes, yes, that's the word. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I watched this proper full. I, yeah. I took proper time to watch this. This is incredible live. Yeah, incredible watch. I remember I I remember was it not organized? It was like organized like twenty four hours in advance. Like Curios <laughs> asked asked Andy to do it. And then like so like we were all looking forward to it. I think I'm pretty sure I, I remember we were all really looking forward to it, thinking it was gonna be great. And then it lasted like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curios asked Andy he was like, drunk. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, you should put that out in the open actually. He was drunk. <laughs> Yeah. Curios <laughs> um, asked Andy, like, do you want to come on uh, Instagram Live with me? And Andy was like, yeah, as long as you don't misbehave. Well, <laughs> that <laughs> was a lie. <laughs> um, he did misbehave and really, like, he made some really controversial mm. statements on that live. Uh, do you want to yeah. go through them? <laughs> Let's so do the that. first one he said was, team is like watching paint dry. <laughs> we have a team fan needs, here. I think uh, Nick needs to watch a few other players who are worse than watching paint dry. Another thing he said was um, he was talking about the Labour Cup and how Team Europe is kind of fake. He, that's what he thought. Like the kind yeah. of <laughs> the kind of celebrations and how they like stick up for each other in those three days. He thought that was fake. Whereas yeah. he thought the Team World were like brothers and stuff like that. So what did you guys think about that criticism? 
Uh, I mean, I think it's, I, I thought it was probably, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably valid, right? Because, like, I mean, I mean, you see it, you can kind of see it happening when when the Labour Cup takes place. Like, Roger, Rafa, like, they're all taking it very, very seriously, you know, because they want to, like, give across that, you know, that it is a very competitive event. And then you look across the way and, like, like you've got, like, Nick Kyrgios and, like, you know, I don't know, whoever else, like, just, like, dancing around and, like, partying. <laughs> so there's obviously a lot more energy on Team World. But then, like, oh, sorry, and, like, yeah, Team World, like, obviously has way more energy, but, like, They've all, they've also lost all of it all yeah. every single time. So I was like, all right, Nick, okay. I mean, you're right, but also you haven't won, so like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. I definitely don't think that they're taking it as seriously as yeah. Team Europe. Um, I went to the 2018 uh, Labor Cup at uh, in Chicago, um, and so it was a whole lot of fun watching. Um, I could barely see um, from uh, the way. Uh, my seats were um, all of the um, seats that they had taken um, so they could all watch uh, the matches together. Um, but the group interactions, um, for the most part, were pretty good. Um, but I believe that Nick is a little right with uh, the bro culture, uh, with uh, him and Jack Sock and Isner um, and so many others that are like, oh, we're just cool, we're just having a laugh. And it's, it is a little different. And... Again, uh, like uh, Scott was saying, that Rafa and Roger take it a whole lot more seriously. Could it be because they're the older, kind of more mature lot yeah. as well? No, oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. So do you think, like, the Labour Cup, obviously Team World hasn't won an edition yet. Uh, yeah. Do you think that's because Roger and Rafa are on Team Europe? Or do you think, like, Team World aren't taking it seriously? Or what do you think is the reason for that? I think Team Europe is just more stacked, and I think it will be for quite a while. I mean, unless Del, Pro- Del Potro or uh, quite a few others join, um, like, hey, um, if he's at his best, uh, if Nick, like, really, really competes, like, every single match, uh, I honestly don't see a lot of the Americans pulling mm-hmm. their weight, to be honest with you. As an American, I guess I can say that. <laughs> You're allowed to say that, man. You're allowed to say that. I mean, Opelka and Isner, they could serve their way through matches. And I mean, they have. But aside from them, Diego can do well. Diego and Diego yeah, did I, well I, there are quite a few world players that I think would do well so like I would say Shapovalov I'd say Ojer Aliassim like someone like Sebastian Korda very good um, mm. Schwartzman uh, Pea there's a lot of Canadians there yeah Canadians yeah 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 uh, Zainab you're in Canada right now maybe you should like get them to play <laughs> yeah Felix could do really well Seriously, what I really, when I can I eventually really, see what I really them, one is one edition with Andy. Like I know it's obvious to say, you know, we're on an Andy podcast, but like, you know, I, I, because oh, I think it's coming to London, oh, yeah. isn't it? It's coming to London in two years, isn't it? I think it's yep. coming to London. Yeah, so, twenty twenty two. So so next year, not two years. If Andy's still playing, you would imagine, right? You would imagine. And Andy will still be playing. Andy will still be playing. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you would hope. Like, you would imagine Roger yeah. would at least reach out to Andy and be like, 
Hey, I would hope. Late. Yeah, that's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. How, how expensive do you think these tickets are going to be? Well, Peter can tell us, right? Well, uh, yeah. for the ones that I got, incredibly expensive. For uh, we had a Chase card um, select kind of uh, ticket sales. Uh, probably, I think two or three days before the general admission tickets uh, got sold. Um, and I didn't care where I was, but I kind of wanted to see where everyone was sitting. Um, so it was only 260 bucks for all three days. Only? So not too bad. Oh, that's not bad. Um, and they're going hmm. to be like that for the first tickets, I believe. But then, of course, scalpers and everything makes them go up a whole lot more to the thousands. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So where were uh, your seats, Peter? Um, I was at pretty much the top level. Oh, okay, um, okay. But uh, in Chicago, the stadium um, is really, there's not a bad seat there. Okay. Um, so I don't know what the O2 is like um, or mm-hmm. the TD it's Gardens similar. in Boston. Um, but I heard those uh, um, seats are pretty good too, wherever yeah, you sit. You can still see yeah. really well, this. Yeah. Unless you got a big pole in your way, you're pretty good. Exactly. Yeah, the O2 seats are really good. Yeah, I think wherever you are in that stadium, it's it's very good. So I'm excited for yeah. the uh, Labor Cup to hopefully come there. Did you guys go to the World Tour Finals at O2? I've been to the World Tour Finals three times. Um, did, and did you go played in no. none of the three. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah, really so 2017, 2018, and 2019. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. No, but um, I got to see Federer twice. So I got to see Federer twice. I got to meet Dominic team, actually, like in person, which was fun. Um, so yeah, it's like watching paint dry, Rashmi. Like watching paint dry. <laughs> no, he's actually he's actually the loveliest person. He's so nice. Like I, I was actually like, taken aback by how nice he was. Like I didn't didn't know how good he he was with fans. Um, so basically, yeah. it was um, outside their hotel. They were all standing. It was like Dominic and Sasha Zverev were there, like, and they were like together. And yeah. Sasha just went inside. Dominic stayed outside and like took photos with everyone and. Um, just signed everything so I was like yeah. really like grateful because I back then I wanted to see Sasha but because I was a fan of his but then uh, Dominic kind of really surprised me that day I was like I'm a fan of you now man <laughs> like very, very yeah, nice I, know. Very, very I think nice. we're all fans we're all yeah. team fans we're all team fans here yeah I'm a it's, fan of him it's such a pity yeah. though Rashmi I think you missed when the World Tour finals were really fan friendly back oh, in yeah. before yeah. I left yeah. they were amazing yeah absolutely yeah. amazing and it changed yeah, yeah they you know th- what the cool yeah. yeah they've changed a lot yeah yeah when barclays uh, was sponsoring it it was oh it was yeah. i used to just go chill in the fan zone yeah i i was i was actually i was actually uh uh, uh the 2011 version of oh, it nice, the 2011 yeah. version and uh, but I still I didn't get to see andy either i didn't get to see andy either <laughs> it's probably so. better than what i did i think i got I don't know if I've got to watch him win that often. One time I got to watch him play against Andy, uh, against Rafa. <laughs> Andy versus Andy. I was actually an amazing, one of those amazing matches where Andy was on a real, like, rotten streak and then he played and then both of them played absolutely amazingly and there had to be yeah. one person who lost, but I was so happy at that match. Um, but the best things to do in that, in in those days basically if you go to the top and i wish i told you guys before especially you rashmi if you bought tickets at the top of the o2 stadium 
and then like right before the matches start you go to the office and you just ask to move down they basically can get you seats right at the bottom slightly restricted view because you've got a few cameras be basically just be upgraded for free that's amazing oh how good is really? that that's yeah crazy. rush me i needed to tell you this ages ago did you go that's in 2016 Zainab? probably probably yeah oh. i kind of went every oh no so the only year i actually know the only year i didn't go which is very annoying was the year andy won oh <laughs> no i had a good excuse because i was in i was in iraq volunteering as a pharmacist so um oh, it was a, it was a really good excuse to yeah. to not be there but obviously it that's happened crazy. to be the year which andy won i would have yeah. been there i would have found some way of making sure i would have been there somehow but that's, yeah. that's life <laughs> after 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 that um instagram live i don't know how we got to atp finals from there but after that he did an a q a on instagram where i think he answered scott's question on that uh q a <laughs> yes, he did. Scott's had an epic yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, he answered uh, because I was just like, "What? What can I do? You know, like, what can I do to get Andy's attention on a, you know, uh, on an Instagram? Like, what kind of question would he answer?" And we all know that Andy is quite like self-deprecating. Um, like he yeah. he always makes very like self-deprecating jokes about himself. Um, so like I was like I'm gonna ask him if he's gonna grow his hair long again and he pretty much like so like I asked him if he was gonna grow his hair like really long again into like you know like the old kind of afro style hair that he used to have and like I and I knew I knew that he was gonna make the comment that he did about not being able to grow his hair anymore because he's kind of losing it a wee bit so <laughs> um, but I was so I was like yeah <laughs> got it again um, but yeah, it. no, I knew yeah. I knew that he would do that. But um, but yeah, no, that was good. It was good fun to see. Good fun to see. Do you guys like that Andy does these like Instagram lives, Q and A's, and stuff, and he like shows his his humor to everyone? Yeah, it uh, really yeah. brings out his personality. I love it. I, I like I I I would also say like it's it's like one of those things where it's like Andy, you know, uh, which we may talk about again in the future. I don't know, but like. Andy's not overly active on Twitter anymore. Mm. Uh, so, like, it's good to see him still being kind of social with his fans on other social media. Like, on, you know, he's, he's quite a fan of, like, Instagram. I think maybe he finds it a little bit more of a positive environment, you know, where he gets to, you know, directly interact with his fans through, like, you know, Q&As, etc. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Really good to kind of see him kind of, you know, um, willing to, you know, interact with his fans still, even if it's not through you know twitter or you know any any anything else so it's yeah still good to see still good to see i think i'm wondering is his uh, i wanted to see if his um if you can actually message him so one reason obviously he might prefer instagram is if you can't really message him or tweet him right but yeah, yeah. i'm just seeing if you can message him though so so that yeah, don't really sure. work yeah, uh, you can comment on this post you can and actually he message him. them as well you can actually yeah. message it as well. Message him. So yeah. If you go here, I don't think he'll he'll see those though. He probably he won't, won't see those. But though. let's just try and message him saying, "Hey, watch this and watch my musings." <laughs> we'll we'll all just start messaging him now. But, um, oh dear, but, yeah, have I no. just started something off? Everyone's gonna. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think that uh, we could message him on Insta. 
So. No, me neither. Um, other things he said on that live, um, he said Serena's the GOAT. Uh, he pretty much clearly stated what? that. He thinks Serena is... That just shows again that he really values the, the WTA Tour and thinks it's like on uh-huh. level with the ATP Tour in times of greatness. And Serena has just done so much uh-huh. over the, the past, I don't know, decade or two decades or I don't even know how long. Um, and they obviously did play together uh, mixed doubles 2019. Uh, uh-huh. What year was it? Absolutely. 2019, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's yeah, just seen up close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to go on to Battle of the Brits. And he played three Battle of the Brits tournaments. Do you guys watch the first one? So in the first one, he played Ward and he played Evans. And he lost to Evans in the semifinal um, in a really, really brutal match. And I remember on that day, we were all mm-hmm. acting like he had lost like, a Grand Slam match. It was like a really, really <laughs> brutal match. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I remember watching it and like it's one of these things where uh I mean I I won't get into like the nitty gritty of it, but I'm not a huge Dan Evans fan. So I just really wanted <laughs> Andy to win and I'm like I love Andy so much. I think Andy is still no matter what ranking he is, I still see him as like the best British tennis player, you know, on the planet. And I will always I'll probably always see him as that. But like yeah, it was it was a nail biter. It was a classic Andy Murray match to be honest. It was a classic one of his classic kind of uh, yeah, really, really, really tough losses. Um, but it was almost great to just see Andy back competing at that point, yeah. wasn't it? So, I think it was, you know, it was just a positive to see him back on court, really. So, yep. um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I remember watching it and being, obviously, being <laughs> devastated that he lost him. <laughs> it felt like Andy was truly back when we're in those nail biting matches. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. The Murray exactly. Coast, as <laughs> yeah, we call yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he played uh-huh. He played another Battle of the Brits, but in this time he played like only doubles and mixed doubles. It was around the end of the end of July. Um, again, he played okay. well there. He lost He lost one match with Burridge, and he beat uh, Inglot and Gray with uh, Lloyd Glasspool, uh, 6-4, 6-4. So uh-huh. again, he played doubles, and I, I actually find it really nice to see him play doubles again after like him playing doubles in 2019. It was quite fun to see him uh, on that court again. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a pretty good match. I mean, he was playing against Joe Salisbury, who had won the Australian Open. Um, and he's mm-hmm. a really great uh, doubles player, of course. So, I mean, to lose, it was 6-4, 4-6, um, And then um, uh, Radu Kanu, I believe, I'm so sorry, is it Emma? Uh, I think so, yeah. 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 Emma, yeah. like, she's yeah. coming up. And so uh, she is looking good, so... Um, and she's also mm-hmm. done another mm-hmm. Battle of the Brits that that we'll talk about later. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't say that's a bad loss uh, when uh, he teamed up with Jodes Burridge. So, yeah, yeah, after that, the tour started again. So um, all the like exhibition tournaments that Jamie organized, he, he did two of them. And then the tour started uh, after that uh, in, in August. And so this, I think this one, Cincy, was one of the most important tournaments in Andy's comeback, to be honest, because uh, he had a really, really good match against Zverev there. So he had a good match against Tiafo in the in the first round, and again Zverev mm-hmm. um, there as well. So what did you guys did you guys watch that? Did you? Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember watching it, and I was in the kind of situation where um, I think every Murray fan has definitely been in the situation at some point where they're, uh, you know, at work, <laughs> when they're at work when Andy's playing, and 
you know what you do and i don't know i don't know if everyone else does it but i feel like i feel like they probably do it's go to the toilet all the time <laughs> to just check the scores on the, on the toilet <laughs> checking scores like looking at the live stream trying to find out how he's doing and you know obviously at that point it's like expecting him to lose because he's playing you yeah. know really high level players now um and it was just yeah it's, it's bad but it was just good it, you know what i never thought i'd say this but it was good to you know be back in the situation where i was sitting on the toilet at work <laughs> looking at pandy murray scores so it was just <laughs> you know, that was my that was my personal experience of it so I, uh, but yeah i remember watching yeah. it i was like at the point as scott was saying that there were high quality players now so mm-hmm. you're not expecting andy to win and then you're like over the moon that he's winning and then you expect him to win and then he doesn't so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. in that uh, match with Zverev, in that match with Zverev, uh, Zverev actually served for the match in the third set. And I think he hit do- a few double faults or something, and uh, Andy came back at 5 all, I think. Um, mm. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And he hit some very good shots. And it was, I think it was that yeah. match for me that made me realize that he can get back to the top 10. Like, he played, Zverev's yeah. a top yeah. 10 player. I think he was number six or seven at the world in the t- at the time. Yeah. Um, very very great performance uh, from Andy in that match. Mm. Did any of you guys watch that yeah. match in full? Of course. And uh, when Sasha hit, uh, I believe it was his first or second double fault. Um, I uh, was thinking back to his 2019 performance where I believe he hit 22 double faults. And so it was like, Andy's got this. It's fine. So sorry, Sasha. But I knew that uh, after that, he was done completely done yeah <laughs> you can lose your form but you will never yeah. lose your talent um yeah so after that match he played Raonic, uh lost quite easily uh, it was still it was 6-4 6-4 but it was still a really bad match uh to watch he just i think that Zverev yeah. match took a bit of energy from andy and yeah wasn't Raonic yeah. playing really well at that point as well yeah, he was like yeah. on fire serves were massive yeah. yeah, like ridiculous tennis, ridiculous tennis from yeah. Ranich, like who then went on to play very well, like in the. Did he not reach the final? Yeah, I he, think he so. Yeah. so. So it wasn't, I, in retrospect, for me at least, of yeah. course, um, a bad mm-hmm. loss. No, it even wasn't. Though the no. scoreline was. Eh, yeah. But yeah. 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 But it showed how well Milos yeah. was playing. Exactly. For sure. That he went on such a exactly. good run, so exactly. it wasn't a bad Absolutely. loss. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Again, how do you... It's one of those when a big server is on fire, it can be very, very tricky to beat them. Yeah, yep. mm. yeah I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, so after that uh, was the US Open. And that's, this match needs its own, like, <laughs> doesn't need any introduction, really. <laughs> oh. um, the match with oh. the Yoshihito Nishioka uh, in... The first round was it? Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, he yeah, it was. Yeah. Lost the first two sets, six four, six four, and then what happened, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was playing well, but of course, as we all know, with Andy's matches, they're Murray coasters, and so of course he yeah. came back to get it uh, all leveled seven six and seven six, mm-hmm. and so I was. 
of course, as optimistic as I can be with all Andy's uh, matches. <laughs> and so I knew that he could gut it out. Honestly, I'm not sure I, I like, I'm not sure I had as much faith. <laughs> like, at that point, like, I was kind of like, for, like, I was like, Andy, like, do this to us again and like i just thought he looked i don't know about i don't know about you guys but like i just thought he looked so tired like he isn't just that him shattered. all the time yeah uh, true actually yeah true true but like I mean, <laughs> how many times should he never have won a five setter on a comeback and he just yeah. wins exactly so i knew he'd win this i just didn't think he'd wish win the next match um, yeah, so after the match, I think Andy said uh, that he didn't even remember that he had uh, saved a match point. Like he, It just completely like slipped his mind. He was too focused on doing it point by point that he completely missed that. He was all like all in. Uh, the next match was kind of a disaster, really. Um, it was Felix he played, uh, and he lost it 2-6, 3-6, 4-6. And Felix's forehand that day was absolutely monstrous. I knew it could come to that, um, and Felix is a good guy. Um, a lot of my friends really root for him, uh, and uh, I mean, he's a young guy who wanted to try his best to beat one of the best, so yeah. I, I didn't have, um, as optimistic as I am, um, I didn't have as much hope uh, that Andy could... Win it, especially after the second yeah. set. I was kind of like uh, torn because obviously Felix Canadian, so I was kind of happy in the end. Like, yeah. As in, happy for Felix, so if it was like someone else, then it would be different, but yep. Felix played well enough to think, yeah. and we all knew that Andy was really tired after that comeback. So Yeah, so that was like the second Canadian he had lost to in a row, I think. Yeah, I know. I did. I did keep track of that. I was like, "What's happening?" I was like, "I know I'm a Canadian." I think I tweeted about this. I'm like, "I know I'm a Canadian," but it's still gutting. Okay, there is more kind of heartbreak in store for Andy in the next Grand Slam. So he didn't play uh, any lead-up tournaments to the French Why? Open, and somehow I don't know. I still don't know how, but he drew Wawrinka in the first round. Which was kind of like but, mental, I don't know. But for him to lose against Wawrinka wasn't going to be as bad a loss as if he'd lost against someone yeah, who I was a lot lower ranked. In that stage, in that stage, I'll take that over a loss against someone who's potentially ranked lower yeah. or similar like, to him. Mm-hmm. I think also, I like, I would say, like, it was one of those things where, uh, like, the conditions really favoured Stan as well. Like, it was obviously Roland Garros normally takes place in, like, you know, the spring or the summer. Like, spring, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it takes place in, like, the warm months. And this was, like, an autumn Roland Garros, and it was, like, raining. I'm not making excuses for Andy's performance, but I am making excuses for Andy's performance. Um, because, like, yeah, I mean, it was just, like, heavy, damp conditions. It was, like, indoors, if I remember rightly. First time playing, like, indoors, like, with a roof, clay court. And it's just, like, everything was kind of stacked against him, wasn't it? Because, like, Stan is such a heavy-hitting player. He just stands there and just rips it all the time. So, like... Andy was on the back foot from the off. And also, you know what? And I don't feel bad about making excuses like this for Andy because, you know what? He has a metal hip. Like, so, like, come on. Like, he, to even be out there on the French, at the French Open at that time of year is just crazy to, ha- to ha- have a metal hip. It's nuts. 
Wasn't Roland Garros delayed as well, or is it? It was delayed, yeah. I can't remember. It was delayed, yeah. So was yeah, it was Corona? in September. It was in September. Yeah. Um, which yeah, normally it's in yeah. July, June. Not before that, maybe. Before that, me. <laughs> it's uh, it's before Queens. Yeah. It's before Queens, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. No, normally, yeah. normally it's way earlier. So. Yeah. But yeah, I I didn't feel too di- disappointed. I wanted to ask Zainab. So, um, in episode two, we talked about the comments made by Matt Vilander, um, that um, after Andy lost this match, that he didn't deserve so many wild cards, and there was a whole debate going on. What did you think? about that i can't really say it <laughs> but yeah my first reaction obviously i can't really say but, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> andy has deserved this wild card he does not take to me i sorry but when he was initially started he did not rely on wild cards he had done qualifiers he had earned his way if you see how many wild cards he's had barely any okay yeah. So it, he, he did not take anyone's wild card when he was before uh, there before. I think he's earned the right to get a few wild cards now. Yeah. So he, uh, apparently, Rylander's comment was that he's like saving it from uh, uh, he's taking it away from up and coming players that deserve them more. Yeah. When players are coming back from injury, and when he's a French Open finalist, I don't think that anybody. Any commentator has the right to say he doesn't. Can you imagine? It. Like Matt's probably still didn't want Andy to get an Australian Open wild card. <laughs> I mean, after all the finals, after all the finals he's been <laughs> oh, in. Yeah. I, I think can't we imagine should what bully he must have been thinking. That notion, if he hasn't already. Yeah. So after that, um, he played Cologne. He played the first Cologne tournament, not the second one. So he played Verdasco. And again, I was thinking, this is destiny. He's John Verdasco, like, again. <laughs> He's played Verdasco mm. so many times. Um, and that was a brutal match as well. Uh, it was a straight set loss to Andy. Did you guys catch that match? I did not. Um, so I honestly didn't know when exactly it was. And then I was like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. there's a tournament going on and everything. Um, and so I don't know what I was doing, but... I could not be able to catch that one. Yeah, so I, I did watch it, and yeah, I think Verdasco... I think Andy was playing well, and it was very, very, very close. Uh, he could have easily won both sets. Um, but Verdasco was just a cl- lot more clutch in, like, for all those kind of games that are later on in, in both sets. So yeah, Andy was playing well, and I was actually excited for him to play the second Cologne tournament after that, like, to kind of redeem himself. Because he wasn't playing badly, he was playing well. And then when I found out that he... Like withdrew. I was kind of sad about that, to be honest. I think he got injured again. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. Um, it didn't look like I. 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 I remember watching it because I did watch the match, and uh, I mean, I like, like it wasn't. I, I. I felt like it was like a bit. It was a bit like watching like a. I don't know. Like it was a bit of a like such a slow match, and I kind of found it a little bit like it was. It wasn't a typical kind of Andy Murray like near loss. It just felt like a little bit like. You know he, yeah, he'd kind of turned up on court, and he's clearly, you know, uh, you know, he was clearly like running for every ball and stuff like that. But it just, you know, he just wasn't quite there yet. And Verdasco's Verdasco, like one day he can turn up and just rip the ball and just rip through people, and the next day I think he went out in the next round. I don't even know, but like ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a classic Andy match. It wasn't a classic Andy performance. It was hard that year to have that many classic anti-performances. 
Yeah, uh, that, that year was more for me. I'm kind of just glad that he's back. Yeah. That that's what it kind of felt like. Exactly. And it was weird with COVID. Exactly. Like initially, I didn't even want him to go and travel yeah. and play anyway, because of the whole COVID thing. So yeah. I think the whole year was a bit of a bummer and a burnout. So. Uh, so after that, um, after Cologne, he like called an end to his season, and I don't, I, I wasn't expecting him to like be back for next until next year, and then Monfils announced that him and Andy would be doing daily Twitch streams uh, covering the ATP finals. Uh, what did you guys think when, when that was announced? It was, yeah, I mean, I it, it was one of those things where I thought it was just going to be one one and done. I didn't realise he was going to be doing it every single week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realised really late about it. <laughs> I think they did one. I think they were, like, covering who the players were going to be. Um, and then I thought that was it. Like, I thought that was going to be it. And then after, like, I think that night, they announced, yeah, we're going to do this again for seven days. And I was like, oh, my God, really? And then um, when the first episode came around, um, they had a fan on at the end. And I wasn't expecting there to be any fans allowed at all. Um, and it turns out that three of us on this podcast right now got a chance to, to be on that uh, show. <laughs> Uh, Zainab, we've already spoken Hi. about our experience. Uh, we wanted to know what your experience was. So, all honesty, I think I was working the whole of that week. So, I only got to hear snippets of it. And I didn't realize that they had fans on. Or I thought maybe it was done by competition or something. Until Scott <laughs> tweeted about it. And then I asked him, how the heck did you get on and stuff? I was like, <laughs> and bearing in mind, I was at work every day that week. So, so um, I didn't even know how it would happen, but I knew that I needed to at least try it. And it really shouldn't have happened because, again, it was, I was at work. Um, when, so I tried every, all the steps, which Scott said. And right. he, he, <laughs> he was following my messages. I was like, he has a message back. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> and stuff like that. I think they were behind on the stream or something that day. So he was like, no, no, they still, like, at this point, they still haven't done it and they haven't done this point and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. Then he messages me back. It's all going ahead. And bear in mind, I'm still at work. So I'm doing this in between my stuff and things like that. And then I know I'm going on. I can't connect. I cannot connect. So. What was it? I think wherever I was doing oh. it on my phone, it just wasn't allowing me to have a video or something. And then so I tried downloading Mozilla on the phone. And again, no luck. Then by some miracle, I don't really know how, it suddenly switches on. <laughs> I think I think by then they changed the link again or my something. Goodness. And so I get lucky. But... Me trying to figure out how to get the video and the sound, I accidentally close it. And this is with about one or two minutes left for me to potentially get on. So, so then <laughs> the guy who's going to me on, he, um, he's like, oh, you got on? Oh, no. Okay, go back on. Do not touch anything. 
So luckily I managed to get on again. I don't even know how I remember the question which I'm even going to ask. All I know is I was going to address them in both French and English in my, yeah, my very, um, what is it, AS level French. Um, um, so that's all I knew initially and I knew my question, but like, I'm like not even expecting to be on at the moment. Like, and then it goes on. And then I think, was it 30 seconds to a minute later, Gail announces me on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it honestly should not have happened. It oh. honestly should not have happened. Zeram, um, Zeram, I remember, I remember watching you and like, because I was so nervous because you were messaging me right up until like the second yes. before you went on. Yes. You were like, I can't get on. I don't think I'm going to make it on. I don't think I'm going to make it on. And I'm sitting there watching as they <laughs> try to introduce you and fail because, you know, they can't get through to you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then you come on screen and then Zainab pops up on screen. And I'm like, I can't imagine how stressful like, that would have been. Honestly, like, I was thinking, I, I'm probably so completely frazzled by now. And both of them had no idea how much trouble I had to actually get on the stream. And honestly, like, it was completely last minute. How was it actually talking to Andy? Like, what? So I kind of like, he, through our meetings and stuff, he, he does know my name. So I remember one time, like, it was at his book signing, and um, we have post-it notes with our name, but the one in front of him had my friend's name. Um, and he, he called me by my name. I was like, what? And it doesn't take much, like, it takes a lot to leave me completely speechless. <laughs> and he's like, hi, Zainab. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> and, and so, like, the actual person who's his handler, he, she actually then starts off a conversation because I'm still, like, completely think um so i'm always testing to see if he actually remembers my name and stuff but um, <laughs> so it, the thing is when like when i talk to andy i kind of talk to him kind of like completely normally i guess by now so um i think that's like the best way to talk to someone just like i remember the guy who was running the stream like the behind the scenes stuff he was like just talk normally just completely talk normally yeah. in a very frazzled way from me but talk completely normally, right? And I think it was really nice to see Andy relaxed when he kind of thinks, so that kind of then just yeah. put me at ease yeah. as well. And it's like, okay, you know what? It's just a normal conversation. Let's just think, right? Um, so yeah, then I was just really happy that I managed to actually get my French in there because, um, it, like, because it was so last minute, I wasn't sure if I'd remember. So I was like really happy to actually get that in there and stuff <laughs> and i was really happy that i remembered my question yeah <laughs> so, yeah your question was about trick shots or something yeah, right yeah they that. completely didn't answer it completely the way i'd actually worded it i said who are <laughs> like your your friend. yeah i know i remember um, but who am i to complain about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um <laughs> But yeah, it was just it was just really nice. Then everything else was kind of like a bit off the whim. Um, so like when it was just talking about like honestly, mm -hmm. I, the thing is since moving to Canada, I don't feel I feel slightly out of touch with with the tennis world at times. Um, from going so regularly to the tennis matches to 
barely having contact. I mean, the only contact I've really had with Andy was going back to Queens last year. No, last year, the, the year before. Um, and that was down to luck. And that wasn't even in Canada. So, um, because he, he got injured before the 2018 Rogers Cup, so I didn't even get to watch him play. So, it's hard when it's in a different time zone and everything, right? So sure. coming on to this really made me feel yeah. a bit more in touch with it. And it was just really sweet, like Gail and Andy's reactions about like hopefully seeing me in the next Rogers Cup and things like that. Um, it was just really nice. Uh, and then I I like taking the make out of Andy sometimes. Yeah. So hence the Queen's thing. <laughs> so because when me and my friend told him about the fact that he... He hadn't played even though we'd been there for three days. He's like, yeah, sorry about that. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, you're not sorry about that, are you? <laughs> it, was such, it was like so, it was so funny. Just his dry humor. It was absolutely hilarious. But um, so I kind of had to bring that up just to make sure he didn't run off again and not play. <laughs> um <laughs> But it was really cool because that ended up with a really yeah. cool like discussion about that and stuff. It was really good seeing all three of y'all um, on the Twitch streams. And I was so proud of y'all just making uh, <laughs> light of uh, a few things and just incredibly happy just to be on and talking with Andy. And I loved it how Andy was like, oh, hey, Zaynab. So Peter, your turn next really time. Your turn next time. Yeah. Really your special. turn next time. I think you just ran out of days. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not so nervous and frazzled like a, a few others. Yeah, definitely. I hope they do continue it. Like, it's yeah. it's so cool how it just, like, makes our day. Um, yeah, I remember my me- the message I got from Zainab when I got on finally. It was so, I was like, I'm so happy you did it, finally. Yeah. I think that was our mission after me and Scott got on to kind of get Rashmi on. Yeah, I remember. I remember me and uh, me and Zainab were like, "Come on, come on, come on, Rashmi, you need to get on. You need to get on." And we were messaging about it right up until the final day, like whether or not you'd get on, Rashmi. We were like, "Come on, Rashmi, we just want to see." You. And then right at the end of that yeah. last episode, Rashmi pops up, and we're like. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like really, really like, a big climax. Yeah. yeah. You do you find that you kind of wish you could have said some stuff, some extra stuff, but you didn't get to? So I kind of like. Yeah. Andy knows I'm a pharmacist and obviously yeah. moved to Canada, and I kind of wished I could have actually told him that, hey, I'm now working as a pharmacist and stuff, Aww. and stuff. And I really wished I had, I had kind of said that and also just asked because we sent a a book of kind of his moments from 20 for his comeback as well and i wish i'd like checked see if he'd received it and stuff like that oh so (laughs) you always think back and wish yeah you always think back and wish for stuff don't you but you take what you we we take what we can get as andy fans rashmi you were so cute really you were so (laughs) cute i was just like oh and go the way through no, that's so sweet. Oh, thank you so much, Zainab. And you are literally invited anytime to come Absolutely. back. Sounds good. Just let me know, okay? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I think, I'm pretty sure you have a lot more to say about uh, your interactions. Yeah, with you, you, you're a new regular. Which you have kind of left on the back burner. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you should tell me so, to be quiet now. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you have been fantastic. You have you, been. You've talked like 
Yeah. Some great things that fans will be really excited to hear. Uh, Slash jealous. Uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, I didn't so mean for, for anyone on. to be jealous or anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Sorry, <laughs> jealousy over here. None of it. None. No one will be jealous. Everyone, you deserve it. You're, you've been for like sure. such a big fan of his forever. Oh, so you deserve, you deserve it. it for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for inviting yeah. me on. It's honestly been so much fun. No, no, no. Anytime, <laughs> anytime. It's nice to get to talk to you guys like in person, like not in person, but as people. <laughs> one day, Rashmi will like, meet. By messaging. We'll meet one day, Rashmi. We will we'll all meet, meet one yeah. day. We'll we will meet. all meet one day. Um, but yeah, thank you very come much. Come to guys. Roger's Cup. Gail and Andy <laughs> are expecting me, so come Roger's Cup. <laughs> we will. We'll come over Roger's Cup. We will do that. We will do that. Um, but um, but yeah, I guess to our listeners, we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Yep. Thank you, Thank guys. You. Take Thank care, you for everyone. listening, y'all. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.